Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Vinitali International Wine and Spirits Exhibition. The 54th edition of Vinitali was held from 10 to the 13th of April. If you missed it, don't worry. Go to vinitaliplus.com for on-demand recordings of all the sessions from the exhibition. And remember to save the date. The next edition of Vinitali will be held from the 2nd to the 5th of April 2023. Welcome to this special Italian wine podcast broadcast. This episode is a recording off Clubhouse, the popular drop-in audio chat. This Clubhouse session was taken from the Wine Business Club and Italian Wine Club. Listen in as wine lovers and experts alike engage in some great conversation on a range of topics in wine. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. And remember to subscribe and rate our show wherever you tune in. Hello, everybody. Buonasera a tutti. My name is Stevie Kim, and this is the Italian Wine Club on this clubhouse. Um, it's been some time. We've started kind of as a fun thing to do some time ago. And now we have this Ambassador's Corner, which is on, it's a fireside chat, but it's really on fire because it's one of our most popular episodes, which we get to replay on Italian Wine Podcast. By the way, I want to thank everyone. I see Pablo there. One of our one of our fans. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, we went from twenty three thousand. I love to say this because it is a significant milestone for us. We went from twenty three thousand. Listen, in two thousand seventeen. So Wayne, I see you, Wayne. Don't get um, discouraged. You have to be persistent and just put out great content every day. And we've been doing that, especially since the pandemic. And now we are up to more than 2 million listens. Just last year, we did a million listens. So, and one of the more popular episodes are exactly the Ambassador's Corner. So thank you so much for that. I have, I have all my phones ringing all over the place. So, and it, it is, we are very grateful. And this will be our actually last episode um, before, last call before the Vinitaly Marathon, because today is actually the first day of the Vinitaly Marathon because we are starting with five star wines, which is the competition. We'll start today where I'm at Villa Quaranta in Verona, waiting for the judges to get here. So we'll have our dinner and then it will proceed to, uh, it will proceed the um, the three days of wine competition, five star wines. And then we have four days of Vinital International Academy. Then we have opera wine and then four additional days of Vinitaly. So we will be off air for a couple of weeks. I, I hope you guys understand that. But we do have, uh, we have a special space. If you guys are coming to Vinitaly, please pop by, not just at our office, wine to digital where there'll be so many events and exciting workshops, but also in the hall, hall 687. I think it's completely, um, there's nothing there right now. I've sent my people. It's completely unconstructed, but hopefully we'll have a couple of tables and you guys can pop by uh, for a chat and meet some of our staff and just have a glass of wine, whatever. So that's again, hole six, that's pavilion six. And the designated area is A as in apple, 
seven. So please pop by and hope to see all of you very, very soon. So let's start today's show, which is our hosted by Emilia. Emilia, ciao Emilia. Ciao Stevie. Hello everybody. So, so listen, Emilia, what are you up to now? Because are you still working um, for Colciabella? I very much do, yes. I'm still a Colciabella as the head of marketing and business development, which is a long title that basically covers everything. <laughs> yeah, it means like your one woman show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even, yeah, exactly. No, 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 that's not true. Actually, I have a great team at Colciabella. But uh, recently I relocated from London back to Italy which is Aha. my biggest life achievement so far, I think. I survived uh, a move across across the channel, and uh, that's the very exciting But why did you, why did you move thing. back? Was it of uh, your choice or the company's yeah, request? No, no, no. Actually, Cortabella has always been very cool about having me in London, but it was very much a personal choice. After many years, I just wished to return to Italy. You know, there's a little thing called Brexit that uh, I didn't really like. So, right. Yeah, and all the consequences that uh, came with it. Also, generally, it's actually kind of a mess because it's easier it to ship wines to New Zealand than the UK Absolutely. right now. Absolutely, it is. And uh, there's just one side of things. And I'm also quite, I mean, I'm getting to that age in which, you know, I favor things like a good bottle of wine and a good meal over. <laughs> London has to work, to be honest with you. So, you know, life choice, let's say. So, so you're based yeah. in, um, where are you living at, at near the state? Where are you living? Uh, so it's actually pretty complicated at the moment. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm, right now I'm in Calabria. Mm -hmm. Calabria. Yes. That's not very near Colciabella. No, it's not. I just fly in this morning from, from Tuscany. Right. I'm going to spend some, some time here in Calabria this year. Are you I'm, I'm Calabrian? Why are you in not Calabria? At all. My other half is. Oh. For family reasons, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Stevie, you know that I'm originally from Friuli. And yeah, I know. I, I was it, like. Because I managed to slip it in the conversation as I usually do. Yes, I know. I know you were. I, I thought you were from Friuli. Yeah, I'm a proud Friulian. Yeah, I have actually yeah, the uh, the dinner tonight is being hosted by Berda, so which is Ooh, pretty. Nice. So, yeah, so we have um, I think fourteen or sixteen producers from Berda tonight, who um, yeah, they're they're hosting um, the dinner for us tonight for the judges. Great, that sounds great. Yeah, so well, yeah, um, of course you're very close to that. Listen, I will let you yeah, yeah, um, yep. take over very soon. Tell us why you've chosen Ivan. So, well, uh, first of all, Ivan is, uh, well, I consider, I can call him a friend. I mm -hmm. believe so. <laughs> Let's ask him later. Well, I've met him because he's, of course, part of Opera Wine. Yeah, exactly. So you already, by, by saying that, we already know that we start with a very high quality standard. Mm -hmm. Because uh, everything Ivan does, he does it with extreme care and precision. And the reason why I choosing for the podcast. First of all, I couldn't bring Cochabella <laughs> because that would, would be a little bit of a conflict of interest, I believe. No, I'm kidding. Um, I've always been impressed by Ivan winemaking skills, to be honest with you. I think that is one of the best white winemakers of the whole of Italy. And the second reason is because of the amazing work that is done through the years, rescuing uh, indigenous grape varieties from extinction, which is something that we all treasure very much, I think, mm -hmm. in India. 
but not only grape varieties, even that is doing an amazing job is actually rescuing vineyard sites. And this is something that we're gonna explore later on during the during our chat. But when so, did you when did you um, meet Ivan for the first so I time? I believe the first time we met was in a black cab in London. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was working for an uh, sorry an English importer, and I managed Gaia as a winery. So I had the pleasure to bring uh, Gaia's son. No, I'm failing to remember. Giovanni. Giovanni. You yes, mean the baby? Was, yeah, but the baby. Now he's 30, <laughs> probably. I don't know. So I was hosting him in London and, you know, organizing some events for them and so on and so forth. And uh, just by chance, Ivan was sitting at the back of the cab. We start chatting and mm -hmm. I didn't really make, it, it, well, we didn't probably have much time back then to, you know, to chat because of, I can imagine me being quite stressed and hectic at the moment for a Gaia event. But, so that was actually the first time we met, Did I, as I said, just by chance. And then later on, I was doing some consultancy work for Italian wineries. And uh, I was cooperating with a PR agency based in Tuscany. And Ivan was one of the wineries in the portfolio. And I had the chance to obviously to meet him and to talk to him and visit, most of, most of all, visit the vineyards. And uh, that's how we all started. I was, okay. as I said, very impressed by his work. You know, speaking of um, black caps, I was just in London last week and I was mm. pretty sur surprised. I mean, pleasantly surprised because now they're spanking new. They're all like minted in minted mm. condition and they accept credit cards. I was just <laughs> amazed. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's a lot for, for England. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, getting back to us. So what, yeah. what, are, what do you think we will be learning from this call today, especially for the VIA community? So um, we're going to cover some of Ivan's work about, uh, as I said, indigenous grape varieties of Liguria and Tuscany, things that I even myself I haven't heard about, you know, before talking to Ivan. Uh, so we cover a little bit um, the grape varieties that he worked with and that he has rescued from uh, extinction, but also uh, I would like to, to explore a concept, the concept of heroic viticulture. Mm -hmm. Not just in terms of uh, the efforts and the extreme conditions that uh, he needs to cope with to make wines, but also this concept again about someone being almost the guardian, the guardian vigneron, if you like. Someone, as I said, that uh, protects and promotes. So um, which grapes will be the focus of your call today? What types of so indigenous? One of my favorites is Vermentino Nero, mm -hmm. which uh, I'm sure Ivan is gonna is gonna tell us uh, everything about, which has been for me uh, my favorite summer red for a couple of years. <laughs> it's very interesting. I think uh, if you ever tasted it, I think you can find it quite enjoyable. You know, easygoing grape. Um, but something even more rare, like rarer, like uh, Massanetta. I think that's the name few Vermentinos here and there, different clones of Vermentinos. So Ivan has actually a huge variety of, uh, of grapes that he works with. Um, yeah, so. Okay, fantastic. So listen, before I hand you over the mic, I just want to ask everybody, and not just today, but for the listeners at, on the Italian Wine Podcast, you know, we had a small snafu 
Joey doesn't like me to talk about this, but we had a small snafu and we got delisted on Spotify, especially. So we had to reset the whole account and start over. So we lost our 1500 followers. So if you, if I have this small ask, if you can just go on Spotify and subscribe once, once more, that would really be grand. And instead on SoundCloud, I think we're almost up to 6,000 subscribers now. So we're very, very happy about that. And don't forget to follow Follow our video channel, which is called Mama Jumbo Shrimp. That's it. That's all the publicity for now. Over to you, Emilia. Thank you so much. Okay, let's start. I think that Ivan can unmute himself. <laughs> we can get cracking on. <laughs> Ciao, Ivan. Ciao a tutti. Hi. Uh, Ciao. Welcome to Italian Wine Ambassador Corner. I'm very happy and very excited to have you on board. So. Am I right? Can we, can, we, can we say that we are friends now after many years of knowing each other and working with each other? Am I, am yeah. I, am I allowed to call you a friend? <laughs> yes, but okay. not today because uh, you, you decided to involve me in this uh, very, very important discussion. And so I'm, I'm really shy today. <laughs> I don't... But, but I, I really thank you. I really thank you uh, for this because uh, we, we could speak about uh, a very, very impressive territory, a very difficult territory that was great 2000 years ago. And now, and now in the last years uh, could restart with uh, some very, very cool estate. Absolutely. As I said, I'm, I mean, it's a pleasure and I'm really open to give you, to, to give you justice for all the work that you do. Uh, so I would like to start actually from the beginning, how you got started and uh, we're looking back, looking back at the origins of Terenzuola, if you can tell us about, a little bit about that. Okay, we could start uh, with my grandfather. Because at the end of the 18th century, the, 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 the days, the history wasn't so nice here in Italy. And so my, my granddad was one of the person that decided to take the ship and finish uh, as a lot of a person in family Giuliani in New York. And then uh, he, he stayed there. Uh, for example, another uncle was the first prize on it in Colorado uh, during uh, that period and uh, so the, the, the Giuliani family as as uh, very very known in the United States because uh, he, he was the only that uh, decided uh, after the crisis of 29 to come back mm -hmm. and all the other person remained there and uh, he has uh, always uh, in his mind to catch and buy a very very uh, little plot for make a family estate. Okay, so and family, uh, your family, sorry to interrupt, but your family is from Lunigiana. Yes, from correct? this area, just uh, borderline between Liguria and Tuscany. Uh, in 18th century, they move uh, from uh, Emilia on the north uh, of Tuscany, just in this uh, Lunigiana area, because Lunigiana was uh, was as we will say after a, a very single region and uh, they moved uh, moved here as i said uh, at the end of uh, 18th century okay and it was already yeah. like a wine estate or it was more like a f agricultural 
Yes, absolutely, yes. And so after he, he came back in 38, he decided to buy, respect the interior of Haig Lunigiana or Haig Tuscany, this uh, wonderful place uh, in uh, 10 kilometers by the sea, just in front of the sea, named Terenzuola. Haig Hill, mm, medium Haig Hill, in the meaning of uh, the 300 and 400 meters by the sea. So the perfect condition in uh, almost uh, three hectares at the time uh, for grow, for grow vegetables, for grow olive trees, for grow a little bit of uh, vineyard. And then uh, as that time uh, in a uh, self-made uh, uh, family business, uh, also just a little cause, uh, just a little bit of bees for uh, homemade uh, honey, exactly. And this was uh, the beginning. This was the beginning, then uh, with a lot of sons at that time, and so means... Large uh, family. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so all these uncles uh, decide... Uh, with the wars to move uh, and they move uh, uh, all around uh, all around the, the, the world in the meaning that uh, for example one was uh, a very very important engineer during the the launch of uh, for example uh, Apollo 13 oh my god in, uh, yeah 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 in NASA in NASA and other things and uh, i decided uh, only in uh, 90 years in 93 to come back to this family because I was born in, in Piemont in Novara okay. and uh, I was practicing uh, economy, I was studying economy, but with uh, the idea of a single nephew and a single son and uh, about all my holidays that I usually spend uh, in uh, Christmas time and in summer with this angle it was very very special family because I I was the single one and so all, so you were the <laughs> all the attention to the family estate you know yes all the, yeah. the the attention were were on me and so giving Spoiled them uh, <laughs> no giving <laughs> them an help uh, was was uh, absolutely uh, need when in 93 he had a heart attack to give in help and uh, so my first harvest in 93 was uh, knowing absolutely uh, uh, nothing nothing for sure the quantity was uh, was modest because at the time uh, the, the the tradition was that uh, people uh, as the, the vet for the white and a vet for the for the red in the classic style of a multivarietal uh, grapes uh, that they usually grown like the old and times so yeah. it's also strange because now a lot of people uh, speak about uh, orange wines uh, and uh, at that time uh, just for a smile uh, they seem so the same because uh, because uh, the, the the yellow the white was uh, oxidate uh, in orange and uh, the red one without uh, pump over and uh, punching down was uh, the same 
oxidating a sort of pink, uh, half uh, orange, uh, red, uh, that uh, with very difficult <laughs> was able to arrive at the end of summer. And so all the wine uh, produced in 92 remains in a room with a uh, with, uh, vinaigrette with uh, a very, very ascetic uh, acidity. Uh, yes, and so the Quite start... tart uh, as well, I can imagine. And yeah, not, not very pleasant uh, to drink. Wasn't uh, so, so simple because I really started not uh, from zero, but uh, under zero. But I say now with, uh, with, uh, with the smile on my teeth, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because also, um, so you were studying economics, you said, at university, and uh, then obviously the thing happened with your family, you decided <coughs> time to, to go back and, and help, but what was really the inspiration back then for you to start doing wines the way you do? In 1990, where were you in 1995? No, the problem, <laughs> the problem was, was that uh, my family decide for me uh, the, 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 the way of medicine. But I want to study medicine. I want to study architect. And so the idea of economy is, uh, is uh, an idea to say, okay, you don't want that I will study architect and I will not uh, be proud of my study medicine uh, in your opinion. Oh, and so, uh, yes, I put in the middle uh, my, my decision and I started studying because uh, of my, my cousin uh, was, uh, was uh, a people that uh, was involved in economy and so I decided to study economy in the meaning of give him an help at the end of the university but really without an idea 1995 answer this question where were you in 1995 in 1995 i was probably near your home Yes, because uh, <laughs> fun fact of the chat, <laughs> I managed to put the Friuli yes, back in the because because the uh, there was uh, there was the needing about uh, two exam for year for don't be request in the military service, and so mm -hmm. when I decided in '95 to follow my uncles uh, in this uh, adventure. Single, Yes, in single adventure, uh, I, I leave uh, in part uh, the university and so immediately arrive, uh, arrive a card with a convocation to this new address for one year in uh, Friuli. There we go. Now just just on the borderline with uh, Slovenia, wonderful mm. place, uh, very very chill place, <laughs> but but a very wonderful person, wonderful Thank person. I, I met uh, at that time uh, uh, Gianfranco Gallo, Enzo Pontoni, uh, Marco wow. Perco, uh, Alvaro Pecorari, very very special person. And uh, at the end of that year, I come back, I come back and uh, I've decided that uh, the viticulture, the wine grower, the winemaker, all the term that you want to choose uh, has to be uh, my life. And uh, so I started to plant my first uh, alpha vector 
And uh, at the time, it was yet a little revolution because uh, people planted three, four thousand vines uh, for Hector. But looking at the ancient vineyard uh, and looking at the, 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 the place in Friuli, in Slovenia, uh, with uh, five, six, seven thousand vineyards, uh, I really start uh, to look uh, what was happened in, in 2000 years uh, in Lunigiana. So, so I you started, let me get this straight. So you started in Lunigiana yeah. with a few hectares of land that you inherited with your family. I from started the family, with a few thousand meters, okay. 3,000 meters, less than half a vector. Half a vector, yeah. Yeah. And so, and so the first... Vineyards uh, were already there, were already on site. Yes, yeah, so they were planted uh, in the opinion of uh, three meters uh, on uh, 1.5 meters. And so one time the problem was uh, alcohol, was uh, density, was ripeness because... Uh, also with the global changing uh, at that time it was very very difficult to have uh, ripe grapes because the quantity on the vines uh, are a lot for the so first was, time you, uh, you mean like in terms of planting per hectare numbers of plants yeah yeah 12 uh, 12 was uh, was really an, an el dorado uh, and so i decided that yield yield has to be mm -hmm. my first uh, focus and I plant uh, two meters on the 80 centimeters. And so more than uh, 6,000 vines. And nice immediately uh, the idea of uh, fineness, uh, of structure, of density. And uh, starting from uh, the follow years, uh, I continue my, my philosophy in the meaning of uh, high density plantation and so looking uh, the vineyard the vineyard uh, lost uh, in 30 years uh, i restart uh, as 2000 years of history to replant uh, 1.70 on 70 and so means more than uh, 80 80 point five thousand vines for hectare that means uh, less than one kilo okay so we we are, can we, can we say, can we talk a little bit about Lunigiana and uh, the type of, uh, well, of area that we are talking about, maybe we describe it to, to our audience and as well as what type of grape varieties you actually found there when you started yes. making your own wine. Yes, we have to start with uh, the Lunigiana keyword because we spoke uh, yet yeah, two times about uh, romance. Because we have to say that uh, uh, the Roman Empire arrived uh, here in Lunigiana with this uh, very, very important gate uh, in Luni in the 144 before Christ. And uh, they won absolutely to conquest uh, France, Gallia, mm -hmm. but uh, they didn't because uh, there was a very, very fighter um, tribe named Liguri Apuani. That uh, that uh, defends uh, this uh, very interesting area with the, the Apuan Alps, uh, that was uh, probably the, the the place in which these Liguri Apuans uh, are able were able uh, to defend uh, this uh, way that in the future will be the Marble Way 
the pilgrim's way, the, the, the salt way. And so very, very interesting. So we are basically squeezed between the Tyrrhenian Sea and the Alpi Apuane, am I right? Yeah. Kind of like leading up, uh, yeah. leading up to, to the, Alp, uh, the Alpi Apuane, sorry. Uh, what about the soil types? What type of soil do we find in uh, Colli di Luni? So in this area, uh, first of all, we have to say that the Romans uh, catch, catch with them uh, all the indigenous uh, variety that were in the Mediterranean Sea. And uh, this was uh, for, for us now a, a real, real puzzle uh, like in Campania area. So we have uh, read uh, and in part multiply with the University of Pisa 200 uh, and 56 uh, indigenous grapes. Wow. And this is, uh, this is interesting also because of the soil, as you said, and uh, as you know, because the Ligurian area, in the meaning of uh, schist uh, and in the meaning of sand, uh, fight against the clay of Tuscany area, creating the Epon Alps, uh, in the classic and historical magical white uh, marble uh, in the cave of Carrara, in which starting from uh, the, the, the Roman Empire, for example, in Egypt, uh, until Michelangelo, until uh, all the most uh, artists now, contemporary, uh, choose uh, the best block. Okay. And, it's a very uh, pe peculiar type of... Yeah. Uh, Yes, you're here. because it's a carbonate 100%. Carbonate and, percent uh, and the name Alps uh, is not because it seems that snow, but Alps is, is a name the geologists give them uh, because probably in a part uh, they were created uh, before a lot of the classic uh, Alpine Alps. Sorry for the joke. Okay. But it ah. uh, was a very, very historical burning. Okay. And, uh, so and the, the formation, Roman... you mean the formation of the Alpi Apuane was actually preceding the. Absolutely. A lot of uh, the, the classic the, the, the ones. Real no. Yes. Okay. And so when you started uh, getting serious with, uh, with the viticulture, you were talking about this amazing. Uh, puzzle or combination or mosaic of different grape varieties. Yes, uh, as and I would soils. like to really focus about this. So can you tell us something more about this? Um, what was your discovery journey? Let's say. So you were mentioning something like a project that you run with uh, the University of Pisa and something something like that. About yes. indigenous first grape. of all first of all I, I found uh, uh, because the problem was, as I said, that uh, I didn't study for this uh, job. And so in my, my trips, in my period uh, in, uh, in Friuli and my successful uh, trips in uh, France and Germany, in Austria, I decided to learn immediately what uh, was, in my opinion, the idea of quality, of style, uh, of uh, energy in the wine, etc. So the first uh, thing uh, uh, in which I started was uh, an analysis about the best soil in my hill and was very, very special because we start, for example, uh, 
at 70 meters by the sea and five kilometers. 70, okay. Yes, yes. Really, really near to the sea with uh, an ancient uh, bed of round stones uh, that was covered with clay, sand, uh, and lime from uh, the top of the hill. In, in a French mode of uh, Pied de la Montagne, yeah. in the meaning that uh, there is uh, all the rich uh, contents of the top and the medium hill. Yep. Then we pass uh, in the medium uh, hill, and so Which means, you call uh, Collina di Mezzo, so exactly. halfway up, up, up the hill, let's say. Yes. In my, in my case, uh, is a gray, gray clay full of rocks. And in this case, I have 8.6 of pH, completely different wow. respect the bottom part. And I finish uh, incredibly at 420 meters with a pure schist, acid and subacid soil with 4.8, 4.7, like, uh, like in High Piemont, uh, like in Valtellina, and so one of the most uh, acid soil uh, in Italy. And so I started in all the puzzle of these uh, indigenous grapes to choose, uh, for example, uh, the more fine, and so the, the stones, uh, the round stones, uh, and the schist for the white, and the clay and lime uh, for the red, the red ones, absolutely. Because we have a very, very fresh and acid uh, wines, uh, and so I, I had to give a little more smoothness uh, to the red ones. Okay, and so what type of grapes do you grow there? So now we grow about uh, 40, 14 indigenous grapes. I probably just in Colli di Luni, or that's your overall? In overall, overall. Okay. Yes. Okay. The the bad moment uh, was in ninety years because in in a moment in which uh, all the people probably in all the world are planting uh, Cabernet, Chardonnay, Merlot. Yeah, it's uh, a story uh, that we often hear. Uh, yes. Hear at, speak about. Yeah. Uh, I, I involve a very, very important uh, agronomist uh, and winemakers and all the people that uh, finish here say, yes, you have absolutely to plant uh, that varieties. And uh, like, uh, like a dodge, I, I decided to change, change the way. And uh, I decided to plant uh, canaioli, colorini, uh, mammolo, about reds, for example. Yeah. Uh, Vermentino Nero at the beginning of the uh, 20th it's century. It's absolutely one of my favorite uh, yeah. grapes. And then, and then uh, for example, Trebbiano Rosa, the pink Trebbiano was another amazing variety. And again, a super rare one. Absolutely, Impermano label. Yeah. I pray, I pray Conte Picedi. Conte Picedi was, was uh, one of the best person that I never met in my life. Uh, and uh, he, he was the owner probably of a lot of part of uh, the best place in uh, the West Liguria, sorry, the East Liguria. And uh, so he was like a landowner. So 
I presume yeah. like a rich family, which yeah, guy, yeah, like yeah, owned yeah. a lot of land. He was a, a count, uh, yeah. And he was, uh, he was the, the safer of a variety named Ruzzese. Ruzzese. And, uh, yes, Ruzzese. and was amazing because Plinio, in 79, uh, in... Uh, this uh, uh, sort of Colli di Luni in uh, Colli di Luni wines uh, in Lunigiana wines uh, spoke uh, spoke about uh, Ruzzese, spoke about wow. uh, uh, Picabon. He, he, he never spoke about uh, Vermentino. Okay. Uh, so usually, he spoke about Vermentino. Sorry to interrupt, but do you yes, think that Vermentino and Malvasia? Okay, well, and yeah. Malvasia. Yeah. And so we have ever restart with the Roman Empire because uh, starting from the, the Greece, for example, the columns uh, take with them also from uh, Creta Island in the gate yeah. of Candia. And then uh, if you want, uh, we will explain the idea yeah, we will of... Need, we will need to, uh, to, to patrol down because I want to talk about Cinque Terre and Candia yeah. as well. Unfortunately, exactly. okay. as I knew, time is running short for us because we love chatting, but mm -hmm. we need to keep it on point. So, yeah, we'll say Vermentino kind of came at a later stage almost. In yes, Vermentino, Vermentino arrives here with uh, the, the classic white Vermentino arrives here uh, from, from Greece as Malvasia, semi-aromatic Malvasia, and then... Uh, uh, started this sort of diaspora and uh, it became uh, Favorita in Piemont, it became uh, Pigato in the west side, it became uh, Roll in Provence, it became uh, Furmint uh, in Hungary. And so mm -hmm. the decision at the beginning of 90 years uh, it's, was to, to start uh, keeping uh, the best uh, clonal yeah. selection that the university were studying uh, in all the Mediterranean Sea, founding uh, my idea of classic uh, Vermentino in Mediterranean mm -hmm. and uh, started the label of uh, Vigne Basse. But so Vermentino yeah. Nero, very intrigued about this grape, I said it already. Vermentino Nero. Times. Is that related to Vermentino? It's like a mutation, like it happens with Pinot Noir and Pinot Blanc or some sort of... So just for start, of... because I am uh, the, 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 third, uh, the third phase uh, that is studying uh, Vermentino, we, we had for respect uh, to name uh, Pierpaio Rolieri that mm -hmm. uh, study in 89, uh, first, first, uh, with the University of Arezzo, this uh, typology. Then in the middle of 90 years, uh, Aurelio in the 1990s, Cima. Cima. Yes, in 95, 97. Uh, Aurelio Cima restarted this uh, wonderful project. Uh, at, the beginning, uh, at the beginning of the 20th century, uh, Kosov uh, is a very, very premium price because Vermentino started his life historically on the hill between Carrara and Massa, okay. because it remained there for 2,000 years, I decided to uh, cut some buds to multiply and to move these uh, vines of Vermentino Nero on Luni area, in which okay. the viticulture is uh, just a little bit more simple. And uh, I, I decided to 
made a sort of popular, as we said a lot of times, uh, Vermentino, a yeah. premium price uh, Vermentino. And so was because, uh, because in the last 15 years, uh, we moved to 1,000 bottles until uh, 35,000 bottles was absolutely more simple to grow on loony respect on terraces of uh, 2,000 years. Yeah. And we are studying the DNA mm -hmm. on uh, Mac Foundation in San Michele Aladige. Yes. That is uh, that is uh, with uh, Gazenheim, uh, one of two best uh, genetic university in all the Europe, and for now we have uh, two wonderful uh, news. The first news is that uh, there isn't uh, a similar DNA in all the Europe. So there is. So yes, and so we can oh. say is one hundred percent indigenous. Wow. The second, uh, the second, yes, because a lot of time uh, you you think uh, to found something of special uh, and, uh, yeah, it yeah, is, unique uh, and it is unique and not yes, it is another thing with another name. Mm -hmm. And uh, the second thing is uh, that uh, didn't happen uh, the same history between uh, Pinot Noir, Pinot Gris, and Pinot Blanc. So the white Vermentino mm, isn't a, a genetic modification of the black one, but mm -hmm. probably could be the opposite. In the meaning of uh, the white Vermentino probably cross with a sort of Pinot Noir, a sort of Gamay. Gamay thousand, type of grape, yeah. Yes, thousands of years ago, creating the single variety of Vermentino Nero. Which that at least from a tasting point of view would make a lot of sense because Vermentino Nero can remind us yes you know, without, tannin, wine, without tannin a lot of acidity low color very primary uh, primary absolutely flavors, absolutely very much primary flavor and uh, it's interesting it's interesting because uh, uh, probably the, the only the only single uh, value that we had with uh, the global changing uh, uh, the climate changing is that this area uh, start to ripe, and uh, Vermentino Nero. You're talking about the... The, the upper upper hill. Yeah, planting like the red grapes now. It's thanks to climate yes, because, change. Uh, the, the problem <laughs> was conditions uh, are better. Yeah, the, the problem started with uh, the rootstock, the American rootstock, because uh, Vermentino Nero with a very very thin skin. Uh, start to add problem with uh, uh, the ripeness and also the sanity Sanus. of yes of the skin in the meaning of botrytis. Mm -hmm. And though, for example, my uncle, uh, my, my my granddad, also well, some of the people that decided in 30, 40 years to cut off uh, the, the large part. In fact, uh, I retook the buds uh, in uh, a very, very old uh, vineyard dated uh, 1887. So probably one of the last prefiloxera vineyards. Are we talking in... about the marble quarry, the, the vineyard that you find close to a marble uh, cava di marmo? 
Yes, for Malta, exactly. Yeah, because now we need to talk about that because that's one of the most interesting things that you ever told me. And as you can, as, as our listeners can say, you have plenty of, of good, uh, good things to share. So this is in Candia, right? Am I right? Uh, below the Alpiapuane. Yes, this was, as we said, a, a, a single region, like a sort of uh, Val d'Aosta. And this was uh, for 5,000 uh, years. Then, uh, after the Vying Congress uh, was divided between Liguria, Tuscany and Emilia, but, uh, for example, like, like in Côte d'Uron, we have a continuous UC that, uh, with the borderline uh, starting Cinque Terre, with, uh, for example, Vermentino, Bosco, Albarola, and now Ruzzese, passing the interregional UC Colli di Luni, yes, in which I am the single common not because I am on the side, but because I am in the highest hill. And so means okay. uh, just on the top of this uh, elliptic form. And then we finish in the Epon Alps with uh, the so name Candia yeah. of uh, Cogliapuani. And uh, we yet uh, spoke about uh, the name of Candia. And, because uh, you need to tell me about the, the marble quarry. Yeah, and the, the interesting of Cantia uh, is that we have, uh, for example, in this parcel in which we refound the Vermentino Nero, 90 meters uh, of sloping. And so the, the, we were very lucky because uh, people uh, weren't able uh, to finish uh, with uh, mechanical uh, pieces uh, uh, on the top of the hill, because with a very, very thin uh, terraces, uh, they were able uh, to move uh, on these terraces uh, only by foot, on, only with a manual. So me mechanization wasn't an option. So they, they kept yes. on doing things manually and actually climbing up actually and down. Actually, we have 1,000 hours for Hector, like uh, Valtellina, like uh, Ischia yeah. Island. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, if, uh, if people would go on your website and see the picture that I'm looking at at the moment, uh, it, it really gives you a perception of how steep it is. But also you were seeing like very, um, I'm sorry, extremely small terraces as well. So I can imagine working there could be quite demanding, yeah. Yes, we arrived to 12,000 vines for Hector. And working bio and biodynamics uh, is, uh, is very, very tremendous in the meaning that we are in 60 person on 24 hectare. Wow. So it's a, very, it's a very big job, but, uh, but it is our job. And uh, as we said, uh, always together, I want to be a guardian. Yeah. And, and be a guardian means, uh, means save these amazing... Uh, place because uh, the medium age of people that is growing this area is about uh, 82, 85. Okay. There isn't a, a, a changing. Uh, so there's in the not a next of... generation coming up. No, 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 absolutely not. So you, you are the superhero. Hero. No, I, I, I love this area. As I said, uh, I, I came uh, here one time for holidays. And so uh, 
Uh, I really look at what happens uh, in the down part of the hill in the meaning of uh, anthropization. Because now from, from La Spezia until Viareggio, there is a, a single city. And all the people, as happens uh, in Mountain, a uh, long time ago, decided to leave the hills. To abandon uh, the hillside and just... Yes, and finishing in the, in the bottom part, because it's more simple, uh, everything. Which is and something uh, that we... uh, I am... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was only saying that uh, the problem uh, of Be a Guardian is, uh, is against uh, the, the global changing, uh, is against uh, fire, against uh, hill, uh, against uh, wild boar, a water bomb. Mm -hmm. So what is happening is not a single problem. It's a commission. It's a multi. It's a combination of, uh, yeah. of different factors yeah. that are influenced by the climate, but also I understand commercial reasons like yeah. people abandoning more difficult places to live and to work in, and that's a story that we, yeah. that we know well in Italy, unfortunately. But. So, and, and then another thing but, that I want to say is that for, for 2000, probably and more years, this was a, a multi-varietal. Uh, varietal? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, viticulture. So the idea of single uh, variety starts only in 89 with age of a single uh, Bermentino di Gallura, respect Bermentino di Sardegna, idea mm -hmm. of uh, catch, the most interesting uh, aromatic uh, varietal grapes, mm -hmm. and multiply uh, to, be, to be just a little bit more uh, interesting in a sort of national or international yeah, let's say to market. make it also more commercially viable yeah I yeah because uh, because it's very difficult to respect uh, historical places uh, speak about uh, field blend because okay. people want to know what is drinking Absolutely. and so if you speak about Cinque Terre uh, with uh, five million uh, of tourists uh, is simple but uh, if you could speak uh, about Kenya of uh, other places uh, in which people never understand uh, 30 or 100 variety inside, uh, respect uh, Chateneuve du Pape uh, or I don't know. Mm -hmm. So it is very difficult to um, have also an help in the meaning of uh, commercial appeal. Absolutely. But so you just mentioned Cinque Terre, which is actually the well, so far, the, the third place where, where you're making wines. So you find, this is what I was saying at the beginning of our conversation, you not only rescue grape varieties from extinction, you also go and look for very peculiar places where to grow your wines. Uh, I would say very challenging. Uh, yeah. As well. <laughs> I think that's your, one of your, yeah. of your light motif of Quachabella is where you, why are you doing this? <laughs> Why are you always putting yourself through this difficult situation? So uh, the problem was Cinque Terre was uh, also in this case uh, the mid uh, because uh, at the beginning of 19th century people grow uh, 1,800 hectares 
every every single 10 years uh, the entire vineyard arrived to the middle so now now in 32 growers viticulture growers okay yes we uh, are able to grow only 48 hectares wow and so, so every uh, one of you has actually yes 1.5 1. 1. Uh, 1, on 0.7 meters uh, yes and what this was uh, my opinion a tragedy because uh, monks uh, 1000 years ago build uh, 5000 kilometers of stone walls that are crashing down also in this case for fire water bomb and uh, wild boar but the reason that, they... that just gonna say one thing water bombs are a very italian expression bombe d'acqua that means yes really because for violent example, rain yes okay. in, in vernazza in 2010 2011 uh, died so many people because uh, mm. of this because rain uh, 180 millimeters uh, in in two hours yeah. and so if people if people leave leave uh, uh the terraces at the end also the the city uh is absolutely in a very dangerous place and so the idea of guardian is ever and ever yep. important absolutely totally agree with you it's not only safeguarding um and let's say the yeah the, the numerous grape varieties also about the heritage the traditions uh, but also the landscape because you are 100 organic you do biodynamic viticulture as well you take from some practice from from all the sustainable practices let's say yes so it's also in, in my opinion do... is we need we need so uh, if you read uh, the word uh, insecticide pesticide herbicide the the latin suffix side means uh, uh, death means uh, cut cut off uh, bio bio is the opposite organic organic means that you have a partnership with lives organisms yeah. and yeah. so we we yeah. had we absolutely had to work uh, in bio or biodynamic uh, in the meaning uh, in the meaning of uh, uh, start to think uh, that, uh, that the vine is a subject uh, and not uh, an object you have you have to save uh, uh, and not to be care after a problem yeah. and uh, so you need to prevent from the uh, I mean, absolutely prevent the bad things from happening by working with nature and not, not you have to you have to change subjective. you have to change uh, your visual you're not in the meaning of uh, of my friend emilia but in mm -hmm. the meaning of uh, uh, all, all the people because uh, copper is dangerous because uh, chemical uh, is dangerous because uh, for work against uh, against the the climate changing uh, the only way is that uh, the the vine the nature will be reappropriate uh, his own uh, area his own rule oh, yeah. 
totally agree. Uh, last question, and then uh, I think we well we close to the end. I have just the last question for you, quick one. Do you still yeah. make shaketra? Shaketra, mm. shaketra. <laughs> we we could say about uh, maybe we could start with the name in the meaning that uh, shak shak uh, could be schiaccia. That yeah. in Italian is like push or bring. And, and tra is tira in the meaning of pull. So was a, a very, very uh, ancient uh, jest mm -hmm. in the Latin sense uh, of ancient people that uh, live uh, until the Christmas time on the rooftop. And every single evening, they put uh, at home these uh, gold uh, grapes so was drying. Like Left the left them outside during the day and then pull him inside, pull the grapes inside yeah, during the night time yes. and then the morning after bring the grapes outside again. Is that what we mean? Yeah, yeah, and and usually in Christmas time they they clean, they clean to the stem these uh, we say golden uh, golden berry, mm -hmm. and they ferment, yep. and uh, the, the amazing is that. Uh, Shaketra is completely against sulfur, so I, I taste a 71 and is, a, is again a, a wonderful dried one in the meaning of uh, Tokai, in the meaning of uh, Costanzia in South Africa. Mm -hmm. The problem is that uh, people uh, bottled Shaketra in a two liter big uh, bottle because uh, uh, one time uh, was exclusively a gift yeah. because it was for uh, marriage, was for uh, a born of a new mm -hmm. child, was for a very, very big event. Yeah. But so do you uh, make it or not? Because you're trying to yes. be elusive here, but I need an well, yes, oh, but so the, okay, the problem. The problem is that the, the measure unit is the demijohns. <laughs> also, because so in my in, in my opinion, uh, is very interesting. Is the only wine that I produce in oxidation style, mm -hmm. um, looking a bit uh, a sort of uh, priorat uh, or uh, benules uh, in white, mm -hmm. and uh, so in Demi Jones, uh, one time really on the top of the roof without problem. Yeah without sulfur and without wood because the problem the problem of that this kind of dried wine is that uh, uh, respect all the dried wine in the world you haven't uh, a botrytis and you haven't uh, an aromatic variety and so the, the sensation that you want to uh, follow is the idea of sea, the idea of salt, the mm -hmm. idea of uh, drying, uh, really, in, uh, in the idea of a dried fruit. Yeah. yeah. So, unfortunately, we have to call it, um, call it a day. And uh, I really hope that uh, we've been entertained. People, I, I, I love that you started um, this conversation even by saying that you were shy because we went way too long, I think. Yes, we spoke about probably the <laughs> alpha things that you want to speak about. Exactly, but we need anyway. to give um, anyway. the floor back uh, to our host, to Stevie. 
Okay, you guys. Um, I can't believe. I, I bet you guys can go uh, for another hour easily. Two, three, four. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you so much for this. Um, this was a great way to end our um, start, rather start our marathon. And thank you, Ivan. I'll see you very soon at Opera One. Emilia, you're coming up to yeah. Vinitaly as well, right? Absolutely. Okay, so we will be back, everyone. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing everyone at Vinitaly. So that, that is out. That's a wrap and signing off for a couple of weeks' time. All right, you guys, goodbye. Bye. Bye. See you very Bye. soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Vinitaly International Wine and Spirits Exhibition, the biggest drinks trade fair in the world. Save the date, the next edition of Vina Italy will be held the 2nd through the 5th of April 2023. Remember to subscribe to Italian Wine Podcast and catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. You can also find us at italianwinepodcast.com. Cin cin! guys, I'm Joy Livingston and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.